everybody, it's Brian. Thanks for tuning in. If you're ready to buy or sell a home in Pierce, South King, or Thurston County, Hey all, it's Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you about our good friends over at Burgermaster. If you know anything about me, I crave burgers in my sleep. I do not mess around. Started in 1952, Burgermaster is the best burger chain in Washington State. They have locations all over the Puget Sound in Aurora, Bellevue, Everett, Mill Creek University, and Mount Vernon. Their fresh ingredients and classic driving experience make them the greatest burger chain in the state of Washington. Stop by Burgermaster on your way home from a Seahawks game. You won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Brian. The real estate market is crazy. Finding an agent you can trust isn't easy. Thankfully, the one thing I'm more certain of than Brian Schottenheimer calling a running play on second and long is that you can trust John Hurlbut and his team at Altitude Homes. I know John personally, and nobody does it better in Pierce, South King, and Thurston County. So head on over to altitude-re.com HB to get real estate help you need. That's altitude-re.com HB. Or give them a call at 253-222-2626. Again, that's 253-222-2626. Go Hawks! Jeff, you were just talking about Geno Smith. You want to continue talking about what you're well, saying? Well, I said there. Geno early in camp. All indications were he was the pretty clear bet number two favorite, and I thought he looked pretty rough out there. His uh, pocket awareness is kind of he looked. He kept running backwards and kind of trying to be Russell Wilson, and it just didn't go blow to it. There were a lot of penalties, but Paxton Lynch is comfortable in terms of like being in the pocket, kind of making his read, making his throw. I was surprised how kind of jittery Gino looked for a guy that's been a backup for a long, long time. It was hard to watch the offense. And I know he's dealing with an injury, but I don't know. I was very uh, underwhelmed by him. I don't know if you guys agree. I didn't expect that. I thought Gino was going to come into this game and, you know, a quarterback spot. But Paxton really blew me away, especially with, He's got some wheels under him. I didn't realize he could. You laughed at me for this. I told you Paxton Lynch was more for that, but it's true. He is. I I stand corrected. That tall white giraffe can run very fast. I'm impressed. (laughs) Uh, There was just a really funny moment for him where they were coming out of that timeout or whatever. And Shadi was talking to Paxton, and Shadi's kind of like, Give and Dotty gave, what the? <laughs> so I don't know. Definitely funny, but maybe also a sign that let's not get too ahead of ourselves on the Paxton. Uh, definitely want to go back and try to like catch the, the screen cap for because it was an amazing look uh sorry anyways uh yeah gina looked bad yeah i mean i, I what are you supposed to 
hard to say. He ran. He ran. He he moved fine. I, it seems like it could be some kind of minor. Maybe it's his off throwing, not his throwing hand. Yeah. His opposite hand, some kind of injury there. Shoulder thing or an elbow thing or anything. I want to be very clear that Wilson throws that ball. That's a touchdown. I'm telling you right now. I don't know if it's a touchdown, but I think it's probably a completion. I, I mean. Okay, fair enough. I'll I, take that. I I think that. If I'm, if I mean, if I'm being critical of, of DK Metcalf, I would say that on that ball and on the ball that he dove for at the end zone, he he slowed up when the ball was in the air. He did not run through the the route, and I think he might have caught both passes. I I feel like the Geno Smith first pass along the right sideline was somewhat off target, and he tried to adjust for it. So I I give him a bit of a pass on that one, but. Um, I just would like to see him keep moving his legs a little bit. Yeah. Surprising. Uh, a guy that we did not see is Gary Jennings. I mean, Ooh. he was in the game, but he I'm telling you guys, he's not doing much. I mean, Jazz Ferguson certainly is doing a lot more than Gary Jennings. If you limit it to five, five attack in five, especially if you're keeping Jerron Brown and the front office, absolutely loves him so it's gonna be absolutely nothing, nothing. i don't think he played so definitely he didn't oh, play. Yeah. play i i don't think he played tyler lockett didn't play i don't think and i don't think malik turner played yeah i don't know I I snap maybe i'm wrong. i thought i'm pretty sure because Brown, i i'm pretty sure I, I i'm pretty sure he got a target i don't know i could be wrong hmm Maybe. Yeah, I, uh, I look, I, I was really surprised that, that Malik Turner didn't play, or at least I didn't see him in there. That was number 17, unless somebody else saw him. Speaking um, of. I expected him to be on. Speaking of small, speedy least. receivers, you know who actually made a couple plays? He's interesting. He's He's got a skill set that's pretty interesting. He's another, I mean,. Same thing with DK, right? He's a guy that had, like, no production. And he doesn't even have, like, injuries or anything to show for it. And he doesn't have the physical profile that DK has, obviously. But, um, yeah, he's, he's kind of a fun, shifty guy. Um, yeah. Uh, what about the defense, though, guys? I mean, I think we all have been really concerned about the defense for, I think, really good reason. And I can't say the Broncos threw out, like, the best offense of all time that we should all be worried about. But... I thought that considering the level of defenders, I mean, KJ didn't play, Wagner didn't play, um, you know, Jaron Reed didn't play, which we're not going to have for six games. Uh, I don't even think Al Woods played. There's a long list of guys. McDougal. didn't play. Like, all these guys. Bradley McDougal didn't play. And I thought they played, the defense looked pretty good. Like, there was a couple breakdowns, and one of them was, anyway, I, I just, I thought the, the defense was getting some good penetration, the disruption in the backfield. There's a lot of tackles for losses. They looked aggressive. They were moving pretty fast. They weren't like Legion of Boom, but I thought they were I did not than understand I the Broncos kept trying to run. Like, if there's one thing that this defensive line can probably do pretty well, is as currently constructed as what they rolled out there today, it stopped the run. Like, they were running right into, like, meter and... Uh, Monet and and Quentin, like 
it was, I, I don't know, I thought the Broncos kind of, beyond, you know, rolling Flacco and Hogan and Locke out there, I, I, I didn't really get what the Broncos were trying to do. I thought Locke looked pretty decent compared to what we've been hearing about from his own coach. Um, not that we're going to spend a lot of time on Broncos players, but he had some decent plays, and, oh, he just got creamed. And I think was picked off. I'm, I'm watching a little bit of yep. a delay. So, uh, yep, Jamar Taylor. I'm, I do not know why that guy is so far down the depth chart. I think he's their best nickel corner, but he is like third on the depth chart. Um, and was it who was the guy that got pressure on the quarterback? Did anyone see there? Uh, oh, it was Akeem King. Akeem King was who got the hit. It's another That's a nice pick. Uh, Taylor. They've they've hurried but, him. Well, so the sa- the the safety was shed, right? And yeah. Amadi and King now both have hits on lock that forced the ball out early. This one getting picked. So uh, those DB blitzes kind of kind of weird that they're showing that in preseason. But um, those are they 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 they've always timed those up yeah, well and everything. It's nice. Ugo Amadi had one, right? Yeah. Well, and he did. He looked really good. I, I think. I mean, think about the draft class for a second, fellas. LJ Collier, first-round pick, did not play, um, but now is expected back soon. Marquise Blair, DK Metcalf, uh, Ugo Amadi, Cody Barton. Those guys all looked pretty good, and I'm, I know I'm missing guys even. Phil Haynes hasn't even suited up yet, and I think there's a lot of reason to be positive on him. He might be on PUP to start the year. We'll, we'll find out. But, you know, and that's not even including the undrafted guys. Um, that are in there. So that that rookie class is looking like it could be particularly particularly promising. I know I'm always the optimistic the one, but couldn't this just be a combination of like there's no good talent above the rookies, so there are a ton of opportunities. I mean, I, I mean, maybe Cody Barton is is the major exception because I feel like he's you know making a ton of plays, especially with the starters, especially in a you know like a rotational role, but there's not much talent in front of nobody on the defensive line, pretty much nobody in the safety group, and pretty much question marks at corners. I just, I, I, I agree though. Like the rookie, the rookie class is exciting, but I also wonder if it's just a combination of not having any superior talent in front of them. But I, even if Seattle still had Earl and Cam, players had a good preseason game, right? Like yes. So. I, Mm-hmm. I don't really see that so much. I don't think that's a factor. Like, and and you know, same thing with. I mean, and you know, a lot of this is coming late. Like, Jazz Ferguson would, even if they still had, you know, Doug and Tate and all the, you know, those, those better groups they've had, would still be in in the second half and doing the stuff that he, he did in this game. So, um, I don't I don't know how much of the factor that is right now. Like it, that's probably going to be why these guys are going to get a lot more playing time early on, um, or could get a lot more playing time, but. Um, I think they just look good. Yeah, I mean, the other piece here that's just so – it was really weird. I don't know if, you, Jeff, how, if, if it struck you as well, but this just seemed like a very different approach to a preseason game one than Pete's done in the past. I mean, he's been here 10 years now. He's been pretty consistent. He plays his, his first stringers for the first series on both offense and defense. And then he usually rotates out. Sometimes we'll even give him a second series, but usually then he'll rotate them out and get the second string. It's very orderly. 
Today, it was like all over the place. There was first stringers in there, but only a few. And there was like fourth stringers in there and third stringer. I don't know. It was like all weird. And I was having a hard time figuring out what to make of that. Yeah. Uh, like Blair and Jacob Martin played, is still playing. And like, it's, uh, yeah, the mixing and matching is definitely noticeable. Like uh, it's been... It's been cool. I mean, I'm glad these guys are still in. It's made this a little bit more interesting. I agree. Like, there definitely used to be a rhythm, and that was not at all the case today. Yeah, Mingo. Mingo was playing pretty late too, and he's a guy who might play a lot. But yeah, we noticed him not playing at all. That was a new thing. They always would give him at least one one series, and then everyone on Twitter would probably yell at Pete for leaving him in for too long. I wonder if it's maybe the strange. Um, I talked to Jay Keeps briefly on Twitter about this last night, but it's a new strength and conditioning group this year. They had that, that group for so long, and maybe they, they've just a, a completely ch- changed their approach to these things, and some of their veteran players, and they're playing guys deep into the fourth quarter, guys. I wonder if it's coming from there. What was what was the most concerning thing for you guys um, in this game? Like, if you're being really pessimistic and just looking for something that that uh, is alarming, Nathan, you've always got something. I don't. Really I've got know. one actually. I've got. One. All right. What is it? Hit me, Evan. Did yeah. You think so? Did not. He nice had. Catch. He had that catch. Now. Okay, but it was like a bomb. No, 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 early, early. On the, like the first drive, he had a he had a little screen. It wasn't even really a screen. It was like I don't know. I don't know if they actually had anyone out in front of him. Yeah, that was a nice play, actually. Yeah, so, because uh, if I say anything about running backs, people will get mad. But um, <laughs> I have no idea why people. Uh, but no, so he that wasn't you know he he caught. It. I mean, a lot of it was just a straight line run, and then and he put this little fake on, just kind of a little dead leg, and like, I mean, the Broncos safety, I don't know what the guy was doing, but like, he was flying. It, it was a nice move, though, and, you know, got him extra five yards or so, but I did think for an opportunity to just run in a few yards before he had to do anything, you know, make a defender miss, he looked a little sluggish. He didn't look fast to me. In fact, when it was going, I was ready to get, like, uh, an anti on it. But he finished it nice with the move, but I, I didn't think he looked very fast. And as a card-carrying Rashad Penny realist since day one, um, I will just say, I, I thought I saw more from him tonight than I saw in almost anything from him last what, season. What, I, he, like, he made, what did you see? Well, so so two things specifically. One, um, he he showed more burst on the play that, that Nathan's talking about. It was actually going on the television screen left to right, and they threw the screen. It was on third down, I think, like third and eleven or something. And he showed a lot of burst uh, and an acceleration, and he just didn't show that last year. He was slow to start. He was not particularly elusive. And that was the other thing is I saw him miss, like make at least three people miss tackles, either through breaking them or through uh, eluding them. 
last year, one of my biggest issues with him is like, oh, how is he going to do the Robert Turbin and find the only guy in front of him and run straight into him? Like he never avoided tackles last year. And, and I saw him, I, like I said, I saw him miss at least three um, or break at least three to tonight. So I, it doesn't make me think that Rashad Penny is going to be, you know, Adrian Peterson, but it does make me feel like more comfortable that he's going to be a viable backup. Um, to Chris Carson that can come in there and carry the tote um, when, when Tarson's not, Carson's not able to. And maybe I just have different expectations. I don't think Penny is a primetime featured running back. That, that's not my I'm expectation. I'm going to interrupt again for another maybe, hilarious yeah. moment from the end of this game. Uh, they're in a prevent defense, and they gene Green into coverage. He was like standing up like where the middle linebacker would be normally. And Rasheen Green had no clue what he was supposed to be doing. And he's, like, running back and forth, trying to figure out where he should be. And then he just kind of stands there and watches everyone run past him. Yeah. And we were, before Major red flag that Rasheen Green is terrible in coverage. <laughs> before uh, we cut out before, I was going to say I, I did really good. He looked like he was getting – I guess it's hard to tell, but he – Last year in the preseason, he flashed so much. He looked pretty. He did, didn't he have a couple tackle for losses, though, on that first or second? He did have drag? one. And, and it's funny. Like, it, you're both right. Like, he, he looked better tonight than he's looked all preseason or all, like, training camp. But he did not look as good as he looked last preseason. So, you know, yeah, I think that's totally fair. And, by the way, the game's officially over. And that's kind of news. The Seahawks were 0-4 in the preseason last year. They are now 1-0. So take that for what, whatever it's worth. It's, it's not worth much. <laughs> but it's, it's a win. Yeah, Rasheem Green. Sorry, I, I, I digress. I, I mean, that, I, I thought he played an okay game. Um, I'd give him like a C. Not what you need from a position group lacking a ton of leadership and talent. No, do you, but do you think at all the play of Quentin Jefferson makes you feel any better? About Quentin Jefferson, yes. About the position group as a whole, no. Yeah. You can't rely on Quentin Jefferson well, to be a game changer for your season, but it's encouraging to see him put it together. He's has any struggled with injuries over the past couple of years, been super not available, but. Early, that was kind of a thing. He, I think, he stayed healthy pretty much all all last year. I think so. I think so. I mean, he 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 was the most active defensive lineman in the first half. Um, Jacob Martin. I mean, I, I think we talked about him a little bit, but it was really encouraging to see how much pressure he was creating. I thought Mingo created pressure. I will say, uh, man, even at defensive end being a defensive end does not help the fact that he can get into the backfield and get after a player but he can't tackle for shit like oh my god the amount of time he must have missed three tackles again tonight like the dude i don't know how he does the special teams but he cannot tackle on defense it's it's awful but he did get pressure so so that was positive did you guys enjoy that they showed the uh commercial of jermaine curse catching the game-winning and it's championship game touchdowns. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> showing... What are these commercials? They're awesome. They're showing the tip right now, and it's just like six different replays of the tip. I don't know why. 
How about a poor day for that dude, though? Jermaine Curse, you guys saw that. What happened? Uh-uh. He, like, oh, blew apart that? his leg. Wait, really? Like, broke his, broke his leg? Knee? What? Broke, broke his, his leg. leg. Yeah, he, he was carted off. Yeah, it was like, it was like an air cast. It might be a career, it might be a career ender. We'll see. Yeah, it looked pretty bad. Good luck to him. Um, uh, someone's asking in chat whether Naz played, and I'm pretty sure he did not. I think he was out with an injury to tonight. Um, what a weird career. I know it's a short career, but what a weird player in circumstance on this team. He he, yeah. he just had doghouse, right? Like, like, did he read a book in the locker room or some shit? Like, what did what did Naz? Because that first year. Wasn't he like, like I all I remember is that bullshit like um, Packers game where he intercepted six on Rodgers, and, and then I believe like Jeremy lynched somebody or something, and the refs like took it away. Do you guys remember that? There was a block in the back on Avril. Yeah, it was a block in the back by Cliff Avril. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It. It's true. I mean, he really looked like a guy that was going to be a, a steal and that was going to come on. And he's just totally, you don't usually see career trajectories like that. You know, usually players get better. It's not as common that they get worse. Um, and so as Nathan said, it, it's probably something off the field, you know, I, I don't know what it would be, but, but maybe we'll find out at some point. Um, uh, what did you guys think about, um, uh, oh man, Jazz Ferguson? We didn't really talk much about Jazz. I think everybody's like excited about him, but everybody kind of like subconsciously realized a very minimal chance he actually takes that, that wide receiver five or six spot. I, I really don't think he's going to be that guy. I, I don't. So let's, let's do the quick mock up again as we have done before. It's Lockett. Jerron Brown, because the team absolutely loves him. DK Metcalf, uh, four, David Moore. If they only keep five receivers, you're talking between John Ursua, Gary Jennings, Jazz Ferguson, Terry Wright, and Keenan Reynolds. That's six guys who probably all legitimately have a decent argument for that sixth spot or that fifth spot. I just don't see how. I mean, Jazz Ferguson looks like he's going to be a, like a solid receiver, and it could be a good fit for the team. He didn't play a lick of downs on special teams that I saw, and I don't think he's got a body type to play on special teams really either, an athletic profile to play on special teams. So, unless he keeps six receivers, and at this point, I think you got to put Jazz Ferguson over Gary Jennings, like. I mean, he's done more, but didn't, who knows? Didn't the Seahawks, I, what's his name, Cason uh, Williams? Or no, didn't they keep Amara Darbo over Cason Williams? Do you guys remember did. that? Yeah, so, Richard, Richard Sherman they did. did yeah. If there's some... <laughs> if, Fairly if there's famously some, did that, yes. Yeah. If, if there's some historical data here, the hunch might be that Jazz Ferguson near close enough to justify that roster spot, especially when he hasn't done anything on special teams. Yeah, I, 
<laughs> it's always funny with that one. People are like, yeah, Casey Williams sucks. See, that proves proves that they did the right thing. It's like, Amaro Darbo sucks at least as much. So <laughs> don't talk to me that they like made some wise choice there. Um, I, yeah, I, I just... Maybe Malik Turner, I'm over... I, I'm way over my skis on it. I, what I've seen in practice... I think he's. I think he's the fifth guy. He just makes. He makes a lot more sense to me from a special teams and a fifth receiver perspective. But then, I mean, Ursua, I think looks really good. I just again, the only other guy there that, if you go to six receivers, then I think you can pick like just a developmental receiver that you keep on the roster, and it'd be hard to not pick Jazz Ferguson over Jennings or Ursua. I mean, right the now. one thing that Ursua has is a more unique. Uh, they have a lot of big bodies, and they only have Tyler Lockett and you know Ursula or Reynolds. That's that or right. That's a small in advantage that Ursula has. Um, even if you know Jazz balled out today, is if you cut him, there is no way in hell I believe he makes it to the practice squad. Somebody will absolutely scoop him up. There, I, I don't remember which teams. That, pretty sure I remember rumors, you know, surrounding him. And well, Schneider they also said, traded. When, the, when they asked Schneider about why they traded for teams that were already talking to him about a UDFA contract. Now, exactly. that's a UDFA contract. Ursa has now been in, you know, teams are kind of settled. Teams have gone out. You know, the chances that he gets snatched up are smaller, but like, um okay so i i don't i don't think that he's necessarily a lock to, um but yeah i mean there's definitely the potential um yeah i'm, I'm enjoying looking at the twitter trends because it gives me some idea of how excited people is jeff are ferguson trending players. uh number three is paxton lynch number five is is blair i'm assuming marquise blair Number seven is Gino, and I'm assuming it's not good things. Uh, number nine is Jazz Ferguson. Number 10 is Kyler Murray. 12 is Drew Locke. Number 14 is Amadi. Number 15 is Ursua. I think that's where it's all so, the Seahawks stuff ends. But uh, it's kind of interesting. What I don't think Amadi did anything particularly impressive. I mean, he filled that punt off a bounce and then made a guy miss. That was kind of cool. Um, but I didn't really see anything just like, you know, that stood out. Um, on defense or anything, uh, with the exception of he looks more athletic than I remember him looking in or uh, in, in college. And I don't know because and I didn't watch him before the, the Seahawks drafted him, and so I went and looked at like his measurables and everything. And then I went and looked at and watched the tape because his measurables are pretty bleh. Um, but uh, uh, I thought he looked twitchy, like you want a nickel cornerback to look, which is really encouraging because they might. I mean, Taylor looked good. Um, so that position doesn't look quite as terrifying as it did before, but, but him just looking maybe more versatile, I thought was a, a good thing. I thought it, I thought his game speed stood out to me. I know yeah. we talk about 40 times a lot. I think game speed is a representation of how, how maybe how comfortable someone is, and he looked really comfortable in the defense. He looked really quick, and he looked really good on special teams too. I think Brian, someone mentioned that on Twitter, but... I didn't realize his he was that quick of a player as forty time, but just moving around, he really he kind of jumped 
off the page to me. Yeah, I, I really, I, it was a big confirmation for me about Amadi. I thought he really looks, he just looks like a football player. And there's some guys that when they get between the lines and the, you know, the game's going on, they just, they look at home, they look comfortable. You know, his blitz was very instinctive. The way he timed it, the way he got in there in the quarterback's face was, was really nice. The punts he fielded, he was really sure-handed. If I'm a coach, it's it's not even like his returns. It was he looked really comfortable catching the ball and really confident, and that's definitely their top priority. And then once he caught it, he looked like he had a plan and looked very comfortable returning the, the kicks. I I would say he's the first real competitor for Lockett for that position. And if they can take Lockett off the field and reduce injury risk for Lockett and have Amadi out there returning punts, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Um, so I, I didn't think he had a great game, but I thought there were some really encouraging signs. Everything he did, I thought he I, did well. I don't think they're going to take Lockett off punt and kick returns, though. That's not something they've ever cared. Like, they kept Percy out there, even though there was a bunch of kind of, bunch there was some using him um with as, as as important as percy was to the offense there was criticism of them rolling him out there so i do agree that he looked good doing it um which was which was really cool to see hey so we are you know really keeping jeff here late into the middle of the night um so why don't we do this let's close with one thought from each of you um, prior to uh, locking it down for the night, um, and why don't we start with you, oh, Evan? Good. What's your what's my your one, one thought? thought? Good God! Um, good Lord, you stuck me right on the spot. Uh, special teams look much improved. That's something we, rightfully so, over like the past four to five years. I think some Brian Schneider's head, head, um, you know. Special teams has really loved this team for several years now, and that criticism is valid. Early signs uh, were positive tonight. So um, I think one of the most areas critical towards a Super Bowl run are, are having an effective special teams. It's legitimately a game-changing part of your team. That was encouraging to see tonight. All right, I'm going to go next. Uh, I'm going to give you three thoughts because I can't contain myself. <laughs> One, I think we saw the new starting safety tonight emerge. Uh, I think Marquise Blair is going to end up starting the season opposite of Bradley McDougal. I thought Tedrick Thompson once again proved that he is not a starting safety. That long run, he was nowhere to be found to, to close that down. And if Earl was there... You know, that would have been a 10 or 15 yard run instead of a 45 yard run. And Blair... I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna take that spot. Number two, I thought Shaquem Griffin played more impactful football than Ben Burkhaven today, and he started the game with a forced fumble on that kickoff. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it wasn't just a big hit. He actually knocked the ball loose, and he had another big hit later. So I, I thought Shaquem Griffin played really well, and I think that's I, I, great to see. Um, and then there was one more thing. Uh, where did it go? Ah, I lost it. Those are two good things. I'll leave the rest for you guys. Jeff, what do you got? Um, in terms of things we haven't caught, last looks really intriguing. Um, the receiver group, we've talked about it all camp. They lost their best guy, Baldwin. But 
Avengers guys who are probably competing for one or two spots. That group just gets more interesting. Jazz Ferguson looks really, really comfortable on a couple different routes, and he just he keeps making plays based on what's going on at camp. We haven't talked about George Fan at all. Hopefully, that's not too bad. Um, we don't know the state of his injury. These guys are running out of tight ends. Uh, Dixon's hurt. <laughs> guys like off the street. Well, there was a guy I know like 80. Saxton, yeah. He had Saxton a good block and Harris, I think they are. I had no yeah, idea. Like, these guys, they're running out of. Sounds like a cop buddy. Sounds like yeah. a good one, too, actually. <laughs> so maybe maybe put the tight ends in bubble wrap. I don't know. Don't play Will Disley. They're running out of them. And what about you? You get the final word, Paxton Mr. Lynch. Ernst. Have a night. He almost forget about Alex Magoo for a little while. So thank you for that. Uh, I love myself just an idiot third-string quarterback at the end of a preseason game just throwing for just without a care in the world. Uh, so well done, Paxton. You won your revenge game. That's awesome. <laughs> I uh, note for um, note for the production guys, either uh, Will or Josh, to please grab the clip of Nathan saying, "I love myself." I said, "I love myself." There. What did I say? I want that for. <laughs> I love myself, oh. and then you pause. And you oh say, yeah, I love myself. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... yeah I also love, I love myself. I'm great. Yeah, sure. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you guys for sticking late, and thank you all for putting up with our technical challenges. We are going to figure this out, um, and uh, that's what preseason's for. We're all getting better in practicing. So take care. Go Hawks. Uh, head over to patreon.com if you haven't already, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash hawkblogger. Help us make this show even better. We, we, we obviously need your help. So take care. Go Hawks. <laughs>